Life Audio. forward when the prayer that you have been praying remains unanswered. You're familiar with this situation, I would imagine, on a large scale or a small scale, but you are struggling through something in your life, some issue that you're dealing with, something perhaps that you've been dealing with for a long time. And you do what you're supposed to do. You take that issue to God. We're told in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 to come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain both mercy and grace to help in time of need. That's a wonderful passage, and we're told again and again throughout Scripture. I've talked uh, about prayer before. I have an entire episode on prayer. But we go to God in prayer, and we ask Him to answer this prayer, to meet a need, to remove a situation or help us to navigate something in front of us. How do we continue to march, however, when those prayers remain unanswered? When we look around and we see that we really haven't made much progress or it feels like nothing has changed. I think when we talk about marching, when it would be easier to stay where we are and die, it is very important for us to address this specific issue. We want to move forward. We want to march. We've decided we're not going to stay where we are and die, but we've been in the fight a long time and it feels like nothing's changed. What do we do? We're going to talk about that when we come back in just a moment. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello again and welcome to the March or Die show. Very glad to have you joining me and looking forward to sharing something with you today that my hope and prayer is that it will be a help to you and an encouragement to you. I appreciate you listening and I know that folks who listen to this podcast Uh, really are people who have decided to march, people who have decided they're not going to stay where they are and die. They're not going to give up emotionally, relationally, spiritually. They're going to keep pressing forward, and I appreciate that. And so I just want to encourage you today, and I hope that this this discussion, this conversation that we'll have will be a help to that end. 
I want to remind you, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and do that. You can subscribe right now. Subscribe, not an easy word to say, but you know what I mean. Subscribe right now. That would be fantastic. Important that you subscribe. That helps you because then you get the content from this show as soon as it's pushed out on Wednesday mornings, typically. And it helps me to know that you're out there to even have the resources I need to continue to produce content like this. So please go ahead and subscribe if you have not. That would be fantastic. And then for more information about me, the work that I'm involved in with the Mighty Oaks Foundation, and uh, very grateful for the work that I'm able to be a part of there. For all my social contacts, everything outside of this show about me, you can find at jeremystalnecker.com, jeremystalnecker.com. And I'd love for you to join me over there as well. You can sign up for a newsletter. A lot of good things there for you. All right, how do we deal with the situations in life that seem to be very short on resolution? (laughs) That was a long way of saying, how do we keep moving forward when it feels like we're not making progress? I, I talk so often about the importance, the need to move forward, and, and certainly making that decision is absolutely essential. I've spent a lot of time talking about this. You can go back to the first episode or the second episode, some follow-on episodes. I've spent a lot of time talking about this. You have to make that decision. We're not victims. Um, even this idea that somehow we're stuck because of our circumstance or the best we can do is just hang on, survive. We wave the white flag. We kicked it into neutral. We're going to do our job, but that's all we're going to do. We're victims. Uh, That idea needs to be pushed out of our mind. We need to make a decision to march because certainly if we stay where we are and die, again, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, that's a decision as well. So we've made the decision to move forward. We've made the decision to push past the trials and the traumas and the obstacles and the difficulties of life. We've made that decision. And yet there's a big fight in front of us. Maybe there's some relational issues, relationship issues that are unresolved. Uh, Maybe there are some hard discussions that need to take place, some resolution that needs to happen in your relational life, perhaps with a spouse or with a child or someone at work, relationship issues. And you've been working on this and you've been asking God to work in it and nothing's changed. Maybe there's a health issue. You're struggling in one area or another. You feel like you've done everything you can. The doctors have helped you as much as they can, and you've gone to God in prayer. And again, it feels like nothing's changed. A financial issue, a work issue, so many issues that we have to deal with. And we've decided to move forward, but in the middle of the fight, we get tired. We ask God to work, and it feels as though God is not answering prayer. What do we do? I want to give you some perspectives on this today because this is a place that all of us, uh, if we don't live there, we're going to visit from time to time. And and I hope that no one is living there. Again, we can't do this forever, and I don't think God wants us to do this forever, but it can be an extended period of time, maybe much longer than we thought. We want things to resolve quickly, and often it takes a long, long time. So what do we do? There are a few passages of Scripture, and and I want to give you, again, just some perspective. The first one is in the book of Nehemiah. If you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you've heard me talk about this part of the story of Nehemiah. And I've even used the verses that I'm going to share with you here in just a second. 
But Nehemiah is an amazing story. There's so many great lessons there, and I won't walk through all of those again. Great leadership lessons and life lessons and trusting God lessons. But if you're familiar with the story, you know what I'm about to say. If you're not, then go and check it out. Book of Nehemiah, Old Testament. But it's a crazy story. The city of Jerusalem has been ransacked. Many of the folks who lived there had been taken captive and moved uh, really around the world. They've been um, taken into different areas and, and really become slaves or servants. But there are still some people left in the city of Jerusalem, the remnant that's behind. But the walls are destroyed and the city has been destroyed. Nehemiah, the guy who the book is named after, is serving in the palace of a powerful king, and he asks for the resources to go back to his hometown, Jerusalem, and rebuild the walls. Great story. You find this in the first uh, three chapters of the book of Nehemiah. Great story. An amazing work happens. He goes there. He has all the resources that the king gave to him, and he gets a group of folks together, and they do the impossible. They rebuild the walls around the city of Jerusalem in just over 50 days. An amazing, amazing feat. Wonderful story. There was victory. Now check this out. This is the first perspective we need to consider. When we have experienced victory, there was a difficulty, a challenge, a trial that needed to be addressed. It was addressed. The miraculous happened. There was a victory, and yet success was not complete because there were still some folks around who didn't like what had happened. This is really important to get a hold of. You can make the right decisions and do the right things. You can even experience some success. I see this a lot when I'm talking to couples dealing with remote, uh, with relationship issues. Struggling in relationships because of past hurts. Uh, Reconciliation happens in the relationship, which is wonderful. Pieces are put in place to continue to rebuild and repair and restore. Things are moving forward, and it feels like the prayer has been answered. Amazing things have happened. We're moving forward. The past is in the past, but because we're human, what do we do? We like to dig up the past. (laughs) We hit a bump along the way. Something comes up, something is said, and we feel like we're right back to where we were. The miraculous took place. The restoration happened. It was a miracle. It shouldn't have happened that way, and it did. And we're moving forward, and good things are happening, and then it seems like someone drops a hand grenade right in the middle of that relationship. Financially, maybe you've had this happen. I know I have, even recently. (laughs) You feel like you're making progress. Good things are happening, and then out of the blue, a bill comes in or a situation comes up that you need to pay for. You didn't expect it, and it feels like you're set back. God, please bless in my finances and give me victory in this area, and it's happening, and God is blessing, and then we're right back to where we were, dealing with the same stuff. Sometimes, this is one perspective, sometimes even after a victory, there's an enemy that stands in our way, and it feels like, although God did something great, He didn't really answer the prayer. In the book of Nehemiah, we have this amazing thing happen. The walls are rebuilt, the people are excited, the city of Jerusalem is being restored, and yet there's an enemy that continues to accuse the people. Nehemiah chapter 4, I won't read all of the verses, but in Nehemiah chapter 4, the enemy, those who hated the the ones rebuilding the walls and, and hated the progress that was being made, they came and they started to verbally attack and even threaten 
Nehemiah and the workers. Victory had happened, but there was still friction, conflict, difficulty, and challenge. Apparently the people, even though the victory had taken place, were scared and they wanted to run away. And Nehemiah says this in verse number uh, 14 of Nehemiah chapter 4. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Here's the thing. First perspective. I've got four. This is the first one. When God has blessed, you've seen the miraculous take place, (laughs) prayers have been answered, but there's an enemy still present. What do you need to do? Here's the word. You need to fight. Now, what's crazy about these verses, and again, I've read these before, and I've spent an entire episode on this passage, but in verse number 14 of Nehemiah chapter 4, he tells them they need to fight, but he tells them why. Remember the Lord. Remember how great He is. Remember your families, your sons, your daughters, your wives. Remember all that has taken place. All of the good things that have been done should not cause you to be afraid or disappointed. They should motivate you to fight and continue moving forward. Here's one perspective. When it feels like the prayers haven't been answered, stop long enough to remember what God has done. To remember the blessings that have come. We get so wrapped up in where we are, we forget what God has done. And Nehemiah said to these folks, look, (laughs) victory has taken place. The miraculous has been done. There are still enemies to fight. We just want relief, don't we? We get tired. We just want relief. Nehemiah said there are still enemies to fight, but keep fighting because the same God who's brought us this far will carry us all the way forward. Man, that's one perspective. After a victory, we still need to fight. There's another passage of Scripture that I think speaks to this issue as well. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 in verse... uh, I have it written down seven. <laughs> Sometimes I write things down and then forget where I wrote them down. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse seven, the apostle Paul, who we talked about last week, he said this, I'll just read the words and we'll talk about it for a minute. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Here's Paul. So he hadn't experienced the victory yet. There's something that came into his life. We don't know exactly what it is. He calls it a messenger of Satan to buffet him. (laughs) Something bad. Looks like it was something physical. He says in this passage, he went to God three times and asked for the Lord to heal him or to deliver him from whatever it is he was dealing with. And God responded to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, Paul said, therefore will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Here's what he did. He said, I'm using the difficulty in my life 
to propel me to worship God. Because as I struggle and as I deal with the difficulty in my life, uh, I am contrasted against the glory of God. And I'm allowing God to work in my life. And I'm realizing that the source of strength and the source of power and the source of provision is God and not me. See, here's what happens sometimes. We pray for deliverance or we pray for provision. And if we're not careful... When deliverance comes, when provision is present, when it comes into our life, when we have what we need, when we're delivered from the difficulty, we can step back and say, even if we don't say it out loud, I did that. I did that. And what Paul is explaining is that in the middle of the fight, the best thing you can do is worship God. God who is the provider. God who is the sustainer. God who carries us through one step at a time. Don't forget God in the middle of the fight. Paul said, hey, I went to God. I asked him to deliver me. And he said, I'm not going to deliver you because I want you to experience fully my grace. I want you to understand the provision from day to day and moment to moment. And again, lest we be confused, this is not God keeping us down. This is God allowing our circumstance to envelop us and then propel us him. This is a child who's afraid of the dark in the middle of the night, running to their mom and dad because they know in that place there is safety. We're promised in the book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 that as we allow the Holy Spirit of God to work in us, there will be joy, there will be peace. There will be those nine elements that are listed there. God is not trying to pre- prevent us from experiencing peace or joy, happiness or contentment. Those things are present as we allow the Holy Spirit of God to work in us. And in the middle of that, God wants us to know that it's not our circumstance, not our difficulty, not our trial that gives or takes away the elements of peace, love, joy, contentment. It is resting in Him and experiencing His grace. After the victory, sometimes there are still enemies to fight, and we need to fight. In the fight, in the middle of the difficulty that we're praying for God to deliver us from, we need to worship. Last week, I spent a lot of time talking about Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. This takes us to our third perspective, though, our third word. Paul had this. You know what he did? He was able to focus. Sometimes we need to fight. Sometimes we need to worship. But always (laughs) we need to focus. He was focused on his calling. He was focused on what God wanted him to do. You remember the verse from last week. If you don't, go back and listen to the episode. Paul said, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself. Why? So that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul said, Whether good things happen to me or bad things happen to me, and as I look down the road, it looks like there's going to be more bad than good. doesn't matter. None of these things move me. I don't count my life dear to myself. I simply want to focus on doing what God has called me to do. Sometimes we need to fight because the enemy, they're not quite gone. In the middle of the fight, so often what we need to do is worship. We always need to focus, get the right perspective on what God wants us to do. 
and lean into being who God has called us to be. And then finally, again, from the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3, these are great verses. Again, if you've heard me on this podcast, you've heard me certainly talk about these verses, and you've probably heard them other places. Paul said, brethren, in verse 13, Philippians chapter 3, I count not myself to have apprehended. I haven't gotten there yet. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Sometimes you need to fight. Even after a victory, there's an enemy to deal with. You need to fight. In the middle of the fight, you need to worship. Always we need to focus, understanding what God wants us to do, focused solely on what He's set in front of us. And then, until this life comes to an end, we need to press. What did Paul say? I haven't gotten there yet. Remembering, as Paul writes these words in Philippians chapter 3, he's in a jail cell. (laughs) I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't apprehended. But there's one thing I'm going to do. As I forget what's behind me, I'm going to press forward. Press toward the mark. I'm going to march when it would be easier to simply stay here and die. What do you do when the prayers that you've been praying seem to have gone unanswered? We could spend another entire episode talking about how God answers our prayers, but He answers them according to His will. That God has a plan for us, a plan that's good. Ephesians, or Romans, rather, chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. We sometimes have an idea of what that means. God looks at this really at the macro level. Ultimately, as we live for God, what our life is and the things that we do will be brought to a place of victory, of good. Although we may not see it or feel it now, we know that God is taking us to that place. He has plans for us, good plans. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I heard a statement this week. The statement was this. It was a good statement. Obedience does not guarantee success. (laughs) We have to get out of this mindset that if we live for God and pray that God will work, then we'll experience what we define to be success. Obedience to God brings success. But along the path, and we don't know how long that path is, there's so much more God wants to do in our lives. I don't know what you may be dealing with, what you're going through, what you are experiencing, have experienced. We go to God, as I've mentioned before, not so that we can get His will done, but so so that He can conform our will to His, submitting ourselves to Him, His leadership. So what do we do in those waiting times? Sometimes we've experienced victory, but there's still an enemy. We need to fight, remembering who God is and what He's done, trusting Him to continue to bring the victory. We need to fight. Often we're at a place where all we can do is worship, and worship is the right thing to do. 
We need to focus on His will, His purpose, and His plan for us. Again, talked about that a lot last week. If you didn't hear that, go and check out that episode. And then we need to press. Press toward the mark. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. We need to trust that God is bigger than our circumstance. Let Him do the work that He wants to do. Continue to pray. Continue to ask Him to work. Trust Him. And march. I hope that is a perspective help to you. Um, Again, often these aren't things we haven't heard or thought about, just things we need to be reminded of. And I hope that will be a help to you today. Again, thank you for listening. Really do appreciate it. And I don't take for granted your time or the fact that you would spend some of that time with me. And I hope this is a help to you. Looking forward to uh, really this year, a lot of good guests lined up in the next several weeks. So excited about that. And I'm going to bring some of those Wonderful guest to you, excited about about that and just having these conversations that will help you grow and go and march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die. Another great resource for you is Life Audio, lifeaudio.com. Please go and check that out. Great podcast there, uh, all faith-focused podcasts. So you will find something there certainly uh, that you're interested in for sure and uh, maybe even something that deals with or addresses something you're dealing with. So please go and check that out. Again, thank you so much for listening and or watching. I look forward to talking to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.